Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, headline. We're back. Second uh, half of the show is live and uh, so many things happening. Always great to uh, welcome in Ari Wasserman from The Athletic. Uh, so many uh, interesting things uh, going on. and uh, But this is the lead story of the afternoon, just breaking as we're coming on the air. Sports Illustrated reporting that Tennessee under NCAA investigation. The uh, New York Times subsequently reported that one aspect of the investigation involves a collective using a private plane to fly five-star recruit, uh, the the new quarterback, uh, into school that uh, supposedly against NCAA violations. Right now, you really never know what's against the NCAA rules because they really don't enforce them. Ari Wasserman, uh, Ari, I want to talk about a number of things, but big picture, uh, this, this investigation into Tennessee, I'm just curious because you've covered Ohio State in the past, and a lot of uh, fans down here are grumbling that if, if any school needs to be under investigation, it's Ohio State for getting all these good players away from the SEC. I know that sounds like a message board question, uh, but I do want you to try to put into perspective uh, this NIL transfer portal uh, dilemma that everyone is facing right now. Good afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on, Paul. Always appreciate you, and I hope we have a six-hour window here. Uh, This is a very complex situation, and I do think it is funny because I have read myself a lot of that Ohio State stuff of look what they're doing in the portal this year. And, you know, the funniest thing about this is is that this is a two-year-old issue. Um, And, you know, at first, and maybe still to this day, it's really kind of hard to interpret not only what the NCAA rules are, but whether or not they're even enforceable. Um, and there were certain teams at the very beginning that just came out firing uh, and came out firing in a big way in the NIL space, and there were other teams that were were more cautious. Obviously, everybody was uh, engaging in it to some degree, but you know the whole inducement thing is very fascinating, and I don't know what's going to happen as a result of this, but I think it's fairly clearly obvious that Tennessee did induce Nico to go there, um, but being the aggressor at the beginning, you know, you might think, you know, he's been in, in school for a year and this happened, you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago now, like they, they got away with it and stuff. So it is very funny now to see the NCAA at least attempting to crack down on some of the most aggressive NIL outfits that were, were starting from the very beginning. Now that's a lot different than whether or not it's stupid, uh, which is kind of the whole thing uh, with the NCAA. And as they try to, you know, be the gatekeeper of, you know, income for people. It's if they are able to enforce any sort of penalty uh, against Tennessee or anybody else who's engaging or has engaged in this type of behavior, then you get into a court battle about whether or not they could possibly limit, limit or put limitations on the potential earning 
potential of any prospect, regardless of when those payments begin, how big those payments were, and the structure of those deals. Uh, again, we live in America, and you're not going to win very many cases limit, limiting what people can do from a financial aspect. So, you know, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, I think that it's funny enough that Ohio State has be, been getting a lot of these comments because I actually think if you paid attention, Ohio State was probably overly cautious out of the gate, and it might have cost them some some big-time players earlier on, which might have kind of led to the lull that they're in. Um, maybe they're going a little bit faster now, but they certainly were going with the flow of traffic to use the, the speeding uh, analogy, whereas you know other teams in the SEC, and Tennessee being one of them, seem to be more aggressive from the get- get-go. Uh, I have my reservations that said that the NCAA will be able to enforce anything, and if they do, I assume they're going to be sued over it and probably lose in the court of law. And, it, and one, one more thing on that, and then we'll move on. But uh, the chancellor uh, at the University of Tennessee, Donde Plowman, who really was at the, at the vanguard of the Pruitt case, I mean, she flat out took major heat from fans who, who basically subscribed to the theory, don't ever cooperate with these clowns in Indianapolis. And she did. She threw the school under the bus. And in the end, they got a major penalty that didn't amount to anything. They, they got the bowl game. And, and frankly, that's what they were trying to hold on to. And she sent a, uh, a shot across the bow today. Go, I, I've, I've never heard a chancellor go scorched earth, basically uh, just you know, sticking the middle finger to the NCAA. Um, and she had a reason for it. And I think the translation, I'm curious what you think, Ari, is we're not cooperating other than the absolute minimum that we have to here this time around. We're, we're, not, we're not playing uh, the fool that we did the last time. You know, it's just an interesting dynamic, Paul, because you're talking about um, a billion-dollar business um, trying to be controlled by a rule book that is archaic in many ways, um, and frankly, illogical in the face of the law. So, you know, even with the, some of the Jim Harbaugh stuff, it's like, why would anybody ever cooperate with them? They're not a legal entity. They're not going to prison. Um, you know, if you don't cooperate, what's going to happen? You know, and I think that's part of the reason why. Um, the NCAA sanctions that have come down at multiple places, both in the SEC and outside of the SEC, are kind of met with an eye roll because, you know, it's just it's just a weird dynamic. And every single time the NCAA tries to punish somebody or creates a rule that may or may not be constitutional, they're going to be sued and they're going to lose. And guess what costs money? You know, defending that case in court and losing in the face of court, which then sets more precedent about what they can and cannot do. So, like, I was always – under the impression that, you know, the NCAA wasn't going to go after teams for doing anything in the NIL space because, A, you can't really prove what inducement is. Uh, what's the difference between saying we'll pay you five hundred grand when you show up or giving a presentation of what the quarterback at that place is making right now? I mean, inducement and, and what somebody does in terms of, you know, their career path or their decision-making is, is a completely and utterly personal thing, and you can't prove that sort of thing. So you really just get put into this pretzel of semantics. And, and frankly speaking, at the end of the day, I think that when things like this are argued in court, um, uh, the American legal system is probably going to side with the people who are trying to make money, just like every other American is trying to do. Talking to Ari Wasserman from The Athletic, uh, we, we did not uh, intend to talk to him about the Tennessee story, but it, it broke, and we definitely wanted to get Ari's uh, opinion on that. A lot of other things going on with you, Ari, and I want to uh, go to a, a piece that you wrote recently. Uh, in The Athletic, uh, a little broader conversation about Jim Harbaugh won a title, revived the Ohio State rivalry, stopped with the cheating crime. I've been keeping up with your uh, Twitter feed and 
Sounds like you've made just oh, a few boy. people upset here, Ari. Uh, I, I, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get along with uh, yeah. the public. Yeah. I, it's been a few days since that story ran, and the, the fire's kind of cooled down, so I'm happy we're flaming it back up. I appreciate please, it uh, please in do. the most sincere way possible. Uh, no, I, I think that um, it is interesting because at the beginning, you know, and I still to a certain extent believe um, that Michigan cheated. There's proof that they did so in a way that's actually kind of remarkable. I mean, when you think about it, there is still an unsolved issue where a staffer on their team dressed up in a Halloween costume as a central Michigan coach and went on their sidelines. Like, I guess it hasn't been proven yet, but everybody who has eyeballs has saw that. So like I am in this position where I am torn between, you know, Michigan cheated, their season is tainted. And uh, the, the two years prior to it are also tainted because this scheme went on for a long time. First, what they did after this news broke, and um, they won the games after. I think they beat Penn State, they beat Ohio State, they beat Iowa, they beat Alabama and Washington, all basically in succession since that broke. Um, You know, they won the national title. Now, how you feel about that is certainly your prerogative. And, you know, if the NCAA, you know, comes back in a month or two or whenever they do the conclusion of their investigation and finds that this was a drastic scandal that actually had um, material impact on whether or not they won football games, then at that point in time, we can throw the book and do our best to, you know, rectify that because there's no place in this game for it. But, you know, as I'm sitting here right now, uh, and I was writing the, the column towards Ohio State fans, it's just like if your number one reaction to this whole thing is, they cheated, they cheated, they cheated, and, like, trying to cry about it. Like, you're just – you kind of just look like a loser to me, uh, frankly speaking. And, you know, when you look at Ohio State and the offseason that they've had and the and the success that they've enjoyed for the past 20 years, if I were a fan, I would be more inclined to pour my emotion and my motivation as a fan into what my team can do um, to rectify the situation. And I just don't know if this is just always, like, going to be the fan temperament or if this is what everyone's going to say in 20 years, maybe it will be when they look back at this Michigan national championship. But I've just gotten to a place right now, while previously outraged by what Michigan did, kind of accepting the notion that they didn't win the national title this year because they cheated. Like, And if I'm proven wrong with new information, I'll certainly change my mind. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger than that. Michigan you know, certainly got to a place where, you know, that I would have told you on the show a year ago was impossible, and they did it. Um, and it's just a complicated situation to me. Uh, I just, you know, they won. And sometimes in sports, your favorite team wins. And sometimes your favorite team loses. Uh, don't be the person that picks up their ball and cries and goes home. All right, before you go, uh, I mentioned you covered Ohio State. Uh, you know, you cover the big scene now, but Ohio State's a part of the big scene. Uh, a couple of days ago, they hired a new athletic director, Ross Bjork, to replace a legendary figure in Gene Smith, who many would describe as establishment old school, Ross Bjork. Ole Miss to Texas A&M. We all know about Ross and Jimbo Fisher and now to Ohio State. Just uh, that move, first of all, and secondly, what or, or, or however you'd like to answer it, uh, just what is happening up there with the, with the move of Ross Bjork and the fact that Ohio State suddenly looks like uh, they have a pulse again. It's kind of funny how uh, losing to your rival three years in a row kind of fires the masses up, isn't it? Uh, I think that it is a very interesting move because I spent a lot of time getting to know Gene Smith, uh, the former athletic director, while I was on the beat. 
he was always very gracious and kind to me. And I thought a very good athletic director that not only was uh, one of the main impetuses for Ohio State's continued sturdiness, but also was a major important voice in the sport. He was on countless com- uh, you know, committees. He was always at the, the forefront of NIL discussions, expansion, all, all sorts of things in college sports. Um, and I think he'll be sorely missed at Ohio State. And, you know, this new athletic director, Ross Bjork, you know, has come from a place uh, wrapping, I guess it's a good way to wrap back to the beginning of the call, where NIL was kind of a very important factor to them. Um, and to me, the number one thing, and I don't know if it's even manifested yet because he hasn't taken over the job, but is Ohio State going to become more aggressive and more, you know, of an embodiment of a team that's willing to spend and to be aggressive in the NIL space in order to get players in a way, ironically, that they weren't, you know, a year or two ago. Um, and that, to me, is the most significant thing. Like, you have a, a, a shift in aggressiveness from the top, both with him and the new university president. And what that looks like or how it manifests in the leadership of the program and the collectives and the people who are boosters and all that stuff, I think is a very interesting thing to track moving forward. And finally, uh, you, you, you briefly touched on it, but, but how was Ohio State able uh, to land those players? And we're talking about two of the best players Alabama had uh, and a key player from from Ole Miss on top of a transfer from the Big 12. Uh, I mean, they, they did this all in a fairly short period of time and have gone from a, a program that many were wondering about to what may be the number one or two team in the country come next season. Yeah, I mean, I would be naive to act like it wasn't aggressive NIL. I mean, that's what the portal is, right? It has to have been. Um, the, the thing that I have a hard time with, Paul, and I don't know if you can mirror this in terms of how you feel as a reporter and a talk show host, but in the world of NIL, everything is done in the shadows. Um, and everything is, I talk to, to player personnel directors at schools all the time. And whenever the concept of NIL comes up, you know, they never paid anybody anything or they never opened up the checkbook. Uh, and when you talk to 50 of them and 40 of them or 45 of them are acting like nothing happened, you know, they're lying. Um, and so it's been very hard for me to quantify exactly how much kids are earning, how much teams are spending, how aggressively they are spending that money and the approach that they're taking, (laughs) excuse me, in order to do so. Um, That said, sometimes reading the actions and the results is more effective than reading the words and seeing how Ohio state fared in the portal, I think comes to show you that they're probably more aggressive in the NIL space. Now, the thing that has has shifted, if you've been following Ohio state, you know, for the past three or four years uh, during the, the portal NIL uh, evolution is, you know, they usually took players to plug up holes that they've had. Like when they got Justin Fields, they needed a quarterback. They got him. When they needed a guard, they got Jonah Jackson from, from Rutgers. Like they, they have always plugged in their holes this year. They took luxury items. They didn't need Quinshawn Judkins on their team. Uh, They're certainly happy to have him, but there wasn't a necessity. It was a luxury piece. I mean, Caleb Downs is going to be a first round draft pick and one of the best safeties in college football. I don't know if it was a glaring need. Maybe they would view that it was, but it wasn't to me. Like, was Julian Sayan, the five-star freshman quarterback um, who was at Alabama for five minutes before Nick Saban retired and then moved up north? Like, these aren't necessities. So I'm wondering if this is a philosophical shift in the way that they're going to use NIL in the portal. 
um, or if this was just a one-year desperation move in order to right the wrongs that have been going on up north in Columbus. So um, to me, it's, I think, a very complex issue, and I would be lying to you if I said I knew exactly you know, how much is being spent or how aggressively they are in, in conjunction with the past. Obviously, that stuff is under wraps a little bit. And, and frankly, it's probably the, the hardest thing that I have to contend with every day of my job, really not knowing exactly what people are getting. You know, I hear the rumors. I hear the numbers. I hear what people say. I talk to people in the programs, and they say this other program paid this. Or this uh, but you can't confirm it. It's, it's all personal financial transactions, and that, to me, I find to be frustrating. And hopefully at some point we'll get some sort of employee employment deal or collective bargaining agreements that can kind of bring this stuff above board, and we can actually know what these teams are doing financially. Ari, as we close down, if you need any uh, sourcing, I've got a couple of Alabama fans call that call the show, and Georgia fans will be happy to tell you what, what all those players got, uh, and, and they'll okay. back it up. Yeah, and I already got some Alabama fans tweeting about me, about my political party, based on what I said about uh, um, the Michigan stuff. So I appreciate you getting, uh, getting the board back on, and, and here we go. But I'm always happy to be on, and thanks, Paul. Thank you, Ari. Uh, Ari Wasserman of the Feinbaum Show, always happy to help good reporters, and Ari's among the very best in the country. We'll take a short break. Back with more. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we've just been watching uh, Coach Purcell talk about uh, the big win. Of course, last year uh, went to the tournament, got to the second round. We had a chance to meet the coach when we were in Starkville during the fall, and we can't wait to uh, say hello to Coach Purcell. Again, Sam Purcell joining us. Uh, happy uh, night, Coach. Uh, great to see you again, and what a night that must have been uh, beating LSU. I know you, you, you've you guys have uh, talked a, a, about a lot of things, and you, it looks like you're accomplishing them as well. Yeah, no, first of all, thanks for having me on, and uh, I, I'm still on cloud nine. Uh, what a night. 
Um, you know, I got in this profession 20 years ago and uh, was just a young, hungry assistant trying to work my way up the ladder to get an opportunity to be a head coach at a school where women's basketball matters uh, and they support like no other. And, and for that stage to occur like it did, sold out, playing uh, LSU on primetime TV, uh, it's a night I know I'll never forget. I know that uh, there's a lot more to do, but, but it seemed like this was a game uh, that, that you and, and many uh, in that area pointed to. I, I've been heard from the coach uh, up the street uh, talking about uh, selling out uh, the hump, and uh, she was using it as, as motivation for her own program. Uh, that has to feel pretty good when folks are starting to take notice. Yeah, no, it's huge because uh, obviously uh, I, I'm trying to recruit the best players in the country. Um, so, you know, attendance matters. Uh, and I think there's a cool movement going on in women's basketball right now where uh, we're getting opportunities. Uh, but we have a responsibility within those opportunities, too, that we got to put a product on the floor uh, that's going to, you know, not necessarily always win, but you got to play hard. Uh, and most importantly, play hard for your fan base. And, and that's something that we take a lot of pride in, uh, in coming out every single night and giving everything we have. Uh, and again, there was a chemistry and an energy last night that couldn't be denied. There's no doubt in our minds and our players' mind that they were huge in helping us get over that hump and, and getting our first top 10 win of the year. And, and you mentioned the big picture uh, of, of women's college basketball, and you see it everywhere. Uh, we, we, we talked to Don Staley Friday after uh, the celebrated game uh, in, in Baton Rouge. And these are glamour programs in your sport. And, and Mississippi State has been there uh, playing for a number of national championships a couple of years back. And it, it seems, I know I'm not trying to rush you uh, to success, but it seems like this program has now been resurrected. Yeah, no, that's, oh, I, I'm going to keep a real person. That's, uh, I'll never forget, I was in my living room, and it was uh, South Carolina playing Mississippi State, and uh, obviously I was an assistant at Louisville, and I was just in awe. I was like, wow, look at that energy in that building. Look what Vic Schaefer and then we're doing on a national stage. Just a bunch of underdogs that were changing the narrative out there and just another program that was competing to be in that top space. Um, so when this job came open, uh, it was a goldmine job. And, and I told people uh, from day one, I want to get that program back to those glory years that you all uh, experienced. And uh, I'm going to try to do it as fast as I can. And uh, I'm, really, I'm really happy, to your point, where we're at in year two, uh, for us to go to the NCAA tournament in year one and, and make history. And now in year two, uh, we're trying to repeat it. But I've got a tough schedule ahead of me here in the SEC because uh, we're headed to Kentucky here soon. And, and they, they make me really nervous coming up. Well, Coach, I, I know some, our question about the, 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 the big picture almost seems cliche with the success that women's basketball, and, and we're not taking anything away from the men. They'll, they have their moments as well, but it, it just seemed like there is this electricity around women's basketball that, that has been needed because the sport has always been excellent, but now folks are, are, are showing up at your place and many others. So as somebody who's been around it a while, you, 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 you schooled at Auburn uh, and, and saw very close, as we talked about the last time, to one of the legends of the game. I mean, what do you think it is? Do you think it's just you know, the, the awareness, the, the attention? Uh, maybe we're paying attention when others didn't before? Yeah, no, I think a little bit of everything you said. I think, first of all, the opportunities to be on primetime television and, and being able to watch, to see the product. Uh, and then I think the product is, is at all-time high. Uh, 
Uh, you know, I think Dawn, I heard her, what, two weeks ago, she's got a young lady who can dunk, and it, it's nothing new to be celebrated. It's, it's, it's something in our game. Um, and then the players that I have, uh, last night I had, a, uh, you know, several players that hit some unbelievable shots. Uh, the fans all around Starfield this morning were talking about it, and to me, I was like, that's just another play. Uh, they're talented players who work uh, extremely hard behind the scenes, so for them to come out in the bright lights and the big stage, it was just great to watch, uh, and they're just proud uh, of the moment and the opportunity. They understand the weight that comes on their shoulders uh, when put on national television to continue to carry the torch that was you know, lit up before them, and let's continue to make this game even better better uh, down the road. So coach, before you go, uh, I realize it's late January, it's cold in Starkville, it's cold pretty much everywhere, but all I hear from your fans is something to do with uh, swimming and a pool. Can you explain that story <laughs> to us? Uh, yeah, I'm taking donations as we speak right now. So uh, me being a girl dad, for any girl dads out there listening, uh, I have three little girls. And last year, uh, I always pick one game on the calendar with them because it's, it's just hard. I keep it real. I'm traveling. I'm recruiting. So I try to do the best job I can at home. Um, but we have a lot of fun with it. So they chose Tennessee, uh, and we beat them in double overtime, and they wanted a trampoline. So I thought, hey, why don't we do it again? Hey, it sounds like a great idea. So this year, I pulled out the schedule, and I said, what's the one game uh, you know, that you really are looking forward to? And they're like, Dad. LSU. And I was like, okay, defending national champs, let's do it. What do you want if we beat LSU? And they're like, a pool. And I was like, sure, why not? So uh, my kids are undefeated right now. They're loving life. Uh, this morning, my youngest child uh, literally jumped on the bed without brushing her teeth and uh, asked right away, not good morning or how are you doing, but can we add a slide and a diving board too? So this is uh, a lot of family fun at the Purcell house right now. So, I mean, a pool's not easy, uh, and I'm sure there are a couple of contractors around the area who, who, who may have already been contacted, but it, uh, it sounds like an expensive deal. Uh, can we help you raise a little money, or do you already have it? No, please. I was hoping right, like right <laughs> below the line, we can do a, a GoFundMe account, right? So, uh, but yeah, I've already had like ten text messages. It's hilarious, but again, that's why I love this job. There's special people down here, and if they can help, they'll do it in any way. And uh, I've got ten different calls to make here this week because my wife was like, "They're not playing." All right, so we, you better make this happen, and it better not be plastic. So I'll uh, after the Kentucky game, I'll work on the financial plan and uh, see if we can't figure this out. Coach Sam Purcell, uh, after a big night uh, in Starkville. Coach, always great to see you. Thank you for making time. And uh, I know it's going to be uh, – I hope your, hope your daughters have a lot of fun uh, this summer uh, watching the building of this pool. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on, Hill State. We, we, get, we got it. Well, great to talk to you. Sam Purcell, just a, a, a charismatic figure who is uh, changing the dynamics very quickly in Stark Vegas. We'll take a short break. More to come right after this. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Who's up next in Texas? Expired. One, two, three. Gone. Dan has, uh, is up next after expired, expired. Hey, listen, thanks for taking my phone call. I appreciate it. Thank you. A, a couple of things I want to touch on about your, your callers I call in all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, first off, I'm a little concerned about the guy that got on the phone with you and he's got his daughter's baby and he pulls the cord and it cries. Does that make you kind of squirm a little bit? It did. Squirmed a lot. That's what I thought. And, and Logan, you are correct, sir. Jim calls all the time. That's one of the callers I want to talk about. Jim calls all the time, Paul, and he talks highly of himself. Usually when someone talks highly of themselves, they're not that good of an athlete or they never were an athlete. So, Jim, I question that, okay? Now, you really need to start talking about sports, not about yourself, because nobody really – well, maybe somebody wants to hear about you. I know I don't, and a lot of people don't either. And the other thing I want to talk about is legend. Now, legend, you are correct, about the NCAA, they're irrelevant, which they are. Paul, but listen to this. The Lions are not. Brad Holmes, the general manager, and I'm going to show you why he's, they're not. They're relevant, is Brad Holmes uh, drafted Branch from Bama, Gibbs from Bama, Laporta from Iowa, and Campbell from Iowa. And if I ain't mistaken, they all produced really, really well in the playoffs and did really well this year. And Laporta might be almost maybe a rookie of the year. Okay? So – and Campbell, the coach itself, Paul, he has completed, or I shouldn't say completed, 80% of his 4,000 conversions he completed, okay? So, I mean, he's a good coach. But, Legend, I'm going to tell you what. i seen your picture, dude. I don't even think you know what a sit-up is, all right? You're a doughboy, all right? That's what you are. And you're a big mouth. You talk about your team, which you should because they are very good. I'm not going to say they're not. But this year they weren't good enough. You know that, Paul. It is what it is, okay? Thank you very much, Dan, for that breaking news. Chris, yeah. Chris is up next. Hey, Paul, how are you today? Very well, thank you. I, uh, I, I was shocked this morning to hear a Tennessee fan complain about, about officiating. I don't care where the guy's from, but anybody who was in Nayland Stadium uh, year before last and the no calls, with the targeting against Bryce Young, I mean, come on, that's crazy. But that's that's not really why I call it. 
the, the reason I called was, you know, hearing all these things about the NCAA and, you know, what they're doing against Tennessee and other things going on with Ohio State and, and what else. I mean, this isn't anything new, right? I mean, we've all known the NCAA is woefully, you know, ill-prepared to handle the modern era of, of college athletics, not just football, but, but college athletics in general, right? And, and as I understand it, right, the NCAA existed – under the old law, the old rules of, you know, amateurism, yes, right? Yes. Keeping money out of college athletics, right? That Pandora's box is now open. So how can you continue to try to enforce the old way of thinking when the game has completely changed? And I guess, you know, from that perspective, is it time then for the NCAA to be, to, to give way to something that can address this? Right. Not just not. And, and again, not just from the perspective of, oh, is this school getting a, an unfair advantage over the other school? That, that's really what it used to be. Right now, it, it really should be. OK, what are we trying to do for the players? Right. And I don't know whether you could say student athletes as much, but how are we equipping them to deal with their life? Right. After they leave school. Like, how many times do call do professional athletes go broke or have major issues? Right later in their career why not prepare them for that right how do you how do you make sure that you hold on to the money later right how do you make sure that you're you still are set up in whatever way you want to be set up how do you manage things like how do you try to have a, you know longevity in your career what does that look like i mean at the end of the day you know they, they can't claim hey we're for the athletes because i think that the thinking that the yeah, I don't know. Uh, we had a great call going there, but it, uh, it vaporized. Uh, let's check in with Bob in Fort Worth. Uh, hey, Bob. Hey, afternoon, Paul. Thank you. Hey, uh, this, this deal with Tennessee, that's about the funniest thing I've heard since the first of the year. Uh, to borrow a quote from one of my favorite movies, Apocalypse Now, <laughs> NCAA handing out fine or investigations for NIL is kind of like handing out speeding tickets at the Indy 500. <laughs> uh, it's just that this is the craziest, the only rule, you know, and I, and maybe I've missed something, but I didn't realize there was any rules for NIL except the school couldn't be involved. Well, it's so complicated that there really aren't any rules. Uh, the school can't, technically be involved, but that's just like saying, um, you know, wealthy, co wealthy corporations, why do they hire the best tax lawyers? So they don't have to pay taxes. Well, you're, you're right. Hey, and, and a guy called you about how the, the uh, over and unders of Taylor Swift being seen. Right. And, and I, I'm not a big, I, I, I don't follow Taylor Swift day by day, mm -hmm. but I heard on uh Greeny the other day on get up. Oh, the, the night before the Super Bowl, she's got a concert in Tokyo. Yeah, she does. And I'm going. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're going to get back. Well, uh, well yeah, here's the deal. If, I mean, if, you have to remember something about, uh, about Japan. Um, it's, they're a day ahead. Yeah, so she will. I've seen this. I mean, every reporter uh, that doesn't have anything else to do has figured this out. She will arrive in Las Vegas uh, the day before. She'll have time to uh, rest up and, and, and then go to the game. Uh, 
Well, I was going to say she better she better walk off the stage and walk onto a runway and better have something like a Gulfstream 650. Well, she uh, yeah, I don't think she'll have, she has she, she has two planes. Uh, and my guess is that that final show in Tokyo, she's not doing many encores. I mean, she, well, that's why I'm, they're not getting the they're it? getting the uh, the standard show. They're not getting the four encores. Yeah, I'm out of here. But that yeah. but, but that Gulfstream 650. It'll run about Mark point nine, and it'll get and, and, and it'll get her there. Yeah. By the way, Bob, I, I flew in a G five once with Nick Saban. By the way, um, and it's a good ride. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That 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 Gulfstream six fifty. It, it's now what uh, now what I've, now is that is that the top of the line for for Gulfstream Gulfstream? That's that that six fifty LR LR means long range. Okay. Uh, it will, it, and it's as far as I know, and I, it'll run, it's the fastest private jet in the world. Okay. Now, now Tokyo is about 13 hours. Uh, so she's picking, I mean, by, instead of going to New York, which would add five more hours, she's, uh, barely, you know, breaking the West coast. Can she, can, uh, can you do that nonstop or do you have to stop? Oh no no! That Gulfstream it'll oh, wow. it'll fly it'll, so it'll no, get there uh, nonstop. So no Honolulu uh, changer, cha- you know, cha- getting getting gassed up. I like that. It it'll fly from Fort Worth to Australia nonstop. Now now I'm in the market for a, a, a new plane, Bob. What would that set me back? The go the the six fifty. Yeah. Oh, right around nine hundred. Nine hundred million. Nine. Yeah, yeah, eight nine. Oh my goodness! I was thinking of like uh, uh, Randy. uh, By the way, sorry I asked. I was. Go have these. Go have these. (laughs) Yeah, I hate to. I hate to have my hand on my wallet here, but I I don't think I can. I don't think I can go that far, uh, Bob. I appreciate. Well, and on on top of that, you you figure on ten percent a year for maintenance yeah, and crew. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'll, I'll stick with American Airlines and Delta. I, I hear you. Me, yeah. me, me too. Me Just too. Make sure I get the pretzels. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure they don't short you on the on the giving. Hey, Bob, thanks so much. Appreciate the call. We'll take a short. Are we, are we up against a break? I've lost. I don't really know where we are on the show anymore, except we're coming right back. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And time running out here in the third hour of our program. Brad is up next in Georgia. Hey, Brad. 
How's it going today, Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. Well, I tell you, I tell you brother legend, spot on the mark. You know, all the all the teams you're going to investigate, you got Colorado portal crazy, Ole Miss portal crazy, but who do you pick? You pick the easy target, and you pick Tennessee because they've already had some penalties. I mean, it's just gotten to the point where it's ridiculous, and the NCAA themselves need to be investigated about that. Well, you're right about that. But, Paul, I know you got a lot of callers coming on. There's one special thing I want to do today, and Matt from San Antonio. Brother, happy birthday to you, man. It's uh, The 30s are a good spot to be, and I wish you a very happy birthday, and I hope you've had a great day today. And, Mr. Paul, as always, thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Well, Brad, thank you very much. Uh, Ray is up next in Alabama. Hello, Ray. Uh, hey, Paul. Uh, I've got a uh, question you might be able to help me with. I, sure. I'm having a real hard time understanding this. I'm pretty sure that everyone else is too, but why do you think the NCAA is trying to show their teeth on past NIL problems and are not spending their efforts on fixing the NIL and the growing NIL and portal problems of now and in the future? Well, I, th- I think they're, they're two separate issues. I, I mean, I think they're going through the motions. Uh, they're trying to get Congress to jump in, but so far no success. And, and I think with Tennessee, th- this is all about looking good, a- as unfair as it may seem. And, and that's why I, I made this long uh, diatribe earlier about, you know, why, wh- why, how does this story suddenly get leaked to various news organizations? Because they want to send a message and that's just how that's how politicians operate. And don't forget, the that's NCAA right. is run by a former governor with deep ties to Washington, D.C. And I don't have any doubt this story landed on, on, the, on the I mean, these are such such difficult things. There's no way that that two reporters who investigate campaign finance would be uh, looking into the University of Tennessee's NIL problems. It's, it's impossible. I know, yeah, I, I know one thing. I'm old enough to know that if you put uh, millions of dollars and politicians together, yeah. you're on a losing battle. No, and, and I, I think uh, the president of the NCAA, and he can, he's welcome to come on here and deny it tomorrow. We've invited him. Uh, I think he leaked this story indirectly to the New York Times, knowing that that's a yeah. high and mighty uh, organization that appeals to college uh you know, presidents, and he's trying to send a message. Hey, I got this, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slam Tennessee. Unfair yeah. as it may seem. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.